Welcome to the Break New Ground podcast. My name is Luis Prado, aka B-Boy Prod, and today we have a very special episode. Uh, we usually have one guest, but today we have four. And uh, actually, it's not just any four people, we have a whole crew. Um, we've got Funk Force Raw in the building. So, roll call. Who is all here right now? B-Boy Nate Sick. B-Boy Leobot. T-Mon. Sub, I'm Josh. So we got the whole crew here, essentially. We're missing a few members. Um, you want to tell us who's missing in attendance real quick, just for the shout-outs here at home? Uh, we're actually missing 12 members. <laughs> 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 That's nice. n- well, already, just off the bat, give me a whole roll call of who's in Funk Force Raw, because I thought there was just like a few missing. Uh, yeah, no, there's 16 of us, actually. Damn. Yeah. 16 members. So yeah. who's missing right here? What are the 12 that are missing? Okay, so so we said us four already. We got um, B-Boy Doc Rock the Beat, B-Boy Tempo, uh, B-Boy Heavy Bass. Uh, who else? All still really ve- relevant. All relevant. Alex, John the Con. Uh, Alex, his name's Foxhide. Oh, yeah, Foxhide. Young Allen, B-Boy Rain, Jay Gotham, uh, B-Boy Jarrell. We miss it. Irrelevant, actually. Bash. Oh, Bash. Nico. Nico. Damn, they need help figuring out. <laughs> There's a lot of us, dude. Did you say Rain? Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. yeah. We, we, we always forget him. No, yeah, we got Francis. Yeah. Yeah, Riot? Ryan? Ryan Garcia? You yeah, know we, have, we have two Ryans in the crew, actually. This yeah. And we forgot him, and he's... Two Ryans. Yeah. yeah. So that's a deep roster. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, because actually, I have only seen maybe a handful of everybody come out. I've never seen all 16. These names that you're throwing at me, I have There's no a reason clue who it that. is. <laughs> yeah. And I, that's why we're doing the podcast, right? We're going to get into it. Um, so we already went over who's on the crew. And uh, this is kind of a special episode where there's a purpose to it. We're going to talk about it later. I don't want to give it away just off the bat. But um, Funk Force Raw has been a crew that's been relevant since I've been around. And I've been around since 2009. So they've been killing it for years. And um, they recently expanded the roster. Um, and... All these B-Boys individually are really dope, but as a crew, they just bring an entirely different energy. And to me, I think that's why I was really excited to do the podcast, because I want to dive deep into how this crew works and how they stay relevant after such a long time. Because a lot of people drop out real fast. Like some people have their 15 minutes and that's it. They're out. Um, But it's crazy to see that they're still killing it right now in 2019, 10 years after I started. So let's kind of get into the the origins of this crew, because that's what I'm interested in. So real, real quick. When was the crew started? 2007. Oh, wow. That's crazy. That's 12 years. Yeah. That's nuts. Uh, so who started the crew? Uh, so me and another guy named Dom. Uh, his B-boy name is B-boy Doc Rock the Beat. Mm. Um, we're the two original founders of the crew. But the core squad um, of like seven or eight of us, like a lot of the OGs, um, we all knew each other since diapers, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, and the way that came about was because our parents were all friends. That's tight. Yeah, and then they all had their um, kids, and we all just grew up together. So this goes, like, into childhood. Yeah, childhood, yeah. yeah. So here's a question that, like, I'm not sure you guys were thinking about yet, but who came up with the name? Oh, yeah. Funk Force Raw. That's a tight name. A lot of crews have whack names. I'm not going to call them <laughs> out, but, but we've heard them. We've heard them. Um, so, who came up with the dope name of Funk Force Raw? Uh, how did it come about? Okay, so we had a few different iterations okay. of the crew. So, originally it was uh, Lost Boys Crew. Lost Boys. And then we went to Flashback Crew. And then we were like, all right, let's stick to... Then we, we came up with Funk Force. We were like, all right, we'll stick with that. And then it wasn't until maybe like a year later until we added the Raw. So, Funk Force Raw. And Raw stands for Rhythm and War. It's an acronym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet you didn't know that one. No, I didn't. <laughs> These are the fun facts that I came here to learn. Yeah, so uh, we started running with Funk Force Raw, that name, um, at in 2007. So that was like our first like official, like you know everyone like released like a little mini YouTube trailer, right. like, like a really shitty trailer. Like, I had one, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like that was 2007, so uh, that's when we officially started. Okay. Yeah. So that's why you all enter as Rhythm and War when you guys are all entering the same jam oh, and you don't have that. enough. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you well, go. I mean, yeah. y'all have entered my jams as Funk Force and then Rhythm and War. Yeah. But I thought yeah. that was just like a B crew. But no, that's like the same thing. It's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. That's wild. It's kind of how like Knuckleheads Cali, they have uh, Filthy Beasts. I think that's their yeah. B squad name. Yeah. 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 So that was kind of what our inspiration was. I mean, was it's not even that. necessarily a B squad. It's just like another squad that we run with or another name that we can go under yeah. without having to like. You Funk know. Force Raw 2. Right. Yeah. It's more rhythm. 
would you know then Funk Force Raw 2 or yeah. Funk and then yeah. Force and then Raw no that's cool that's hella cool yeah so who would you all consider the leader of the crew uh, leader Nate I'm the leader Nate leader <laughs> <laughs> that well I mean like personally that's interesting because that's probably the first person that I would think of when I think of Funk Force Raw but then right after would be Leo Bot because that's the two people that I see the most so that's cool that's tight um, and like I mentioned before um, you guys have been around for a very long time and y'all have made your name not just in your area, but like up and down and even out. You know what I mean? Uh, so tell me about like when you decide when you decided to take that step outside of your area. Like when did you decide that it was a good time to like start repping elsewhere? Okay, uh, that's a good question. Um, I I think our first like out of state jam was what uh, Floor Lords anniversary. Yeah. So we we flew ourselves out to Boston. Um, that's a big jam to just decide as your first floor, floor lords. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, we were like eighteen. Yeah, we were, we were really young we at were the hot time. Hot trash. We just, <laughs> just, just like fly ourselves out. You know, expected, not yeah. expecting anything. Yeah, we made quarterfinals though. Wait, really? Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Because yeah. that's a big jam. That's yeah. not just like your run of the mill jam. No, that's a big one. Yeah, this was actually before like UDEF and all those other. Okay. So it was still a big jam though. But like, um, it was before like a lot of the like the corporation type. Right. Um, Rest in peace, UDEF, am I right? Oh. But that's just hot news in the people I've seen right now. But um, it's crazy that you guys just decided, hey, you know, it's a good idea to just go to Floor Lords and try to win. Um, and then after that, you guys spread out. Let's just talk about your notable achievements, because I know you guys got some. And you can talk about individual, you can talk about as a crew. But name off some of your wins. Give me your resume. Oh, we have a lot of like, we have like a lot of like little ones scattered here and there individually, two v twos, three v threes. I would say like our most notable one would be like our first win as a crew, which was um, Claim to Fame 2015. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm. That's a consistent yeah. gem here. Yeah. Um, I I believe back in the day it was a lot bigger than what it is right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The scene was also bigger back then. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Slowly you see like declining numbers over time. Yeah. Which is its own issue, but you know. Correct. And we, the reason why it was so memorable, not only was it our first like, um, our first win as a crew, but like under our name because we won schools for fools like uh, i think the year before that yeah, as well oh yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> like that was our strategy whenever someone crashed we would run in and hopefully the judges <laughs> did not know yeah <laughs> but um under our name it was claim to fame 2015 and it was notable because we um took out uh some crews that we really looked up to at the time um, wait, are we still doing no names? Well, I mean, I feel like you can do names for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because yeah. like we're we're like paying honor to those crews that yeah, that, of that, course, of that course. we that we really look up to. So BGSK was one of them. That's a good. Crew. Yeah, um, we we're really close to them now. Like we we were. Um, yeah. Who else? Who else? We we lost LODB. Oh, LODB. It was like LODB Gunsmoke Breakers. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And then um, Artistics Tribe back um, when they were active. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, I mean, crack this one open. I mean, they're they're coming no, back now. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. Much love to yeah, uh, to AT though. Like, uh, Patrick, right? Oh, yeah. When he Pat. was fire, dude. Yeah, Patrick dude. Hey, Patrick, you need to come back, bro. Yeah, yeah, shouts out to Pat. He was dude. hot fire for a second, so then... Uh... It was Pat, Nick, and Tim? No, no, no. Uh, it was uh, Pat, John Sai, and wow. uh, I like Daggy. How, I like how we said no names. The first conversation, it's like we throw some names first in there. Ten minutes, <laughs> first ten minutes were name dropping. Uh, no, 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 no. But we love them. We love them. Yeah, we love them. We love them. There's history there. There's history there. Yeah. Yeah. And they were their own like strong oh, crew at the time. Like even now, like oh, people yeah. think of artistic stride and they're like, damn, like that yeah. was a good ass crew. Definitely had a day. solid squad. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. It, it's great. It's crazy that like that was that era. Just by naming those crews, I know exactly the era that you were talking about. Because mm. you don't see a lot of those crews come out anymore. Mm. Um, so what what are other notable accomplishments? Um, I would say uh, when Le Leo did actually a really big exhibition um, back in the day. Going back to 2010. Uh, <laughs> Um, against uh, Prodigy. <laughs> I remember that. I watched yeah. that online. That? I watched yeah. that online. Yeah, because I was a big yeah. Prodigy fan back in the day. Who okay, dude. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like Leo was a Prodigy fan. I know. Back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna bow this guy. <laughs> yeah. 
Was that at um Rock City? Rock City, oh, yeah. Rock City, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Lil Rock, put us on. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. You look so different back in the day. I know. I used to have the like a blonde streak <laughs> in my hair, and uh, I used to have the the Justin Bieber hair. Yeah, I was fresh. But that makes two of us. That was me too. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. okay. So that that's crazy. So what else? Hey, wait. So Mike, check. Can can you hear us? Like if we're talking mic here, Josh talks and he's not playing. The so game. Josh is picking up on my mic. So okay, Josh is good. Oh, so Josh he's good. good. Okay, yeah, yeah. she can hear him. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, wait. What was the other one? Uh, the mic goes two ways, so that's why he. Can oh, okay, hear. okay, yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, other notable. Um, <laughs> No, notable accomplishments. Let's see. Uh, definitely when we hit our 10-year anniversary. Ooh. Yeah, that really um, solidified, uh, in our minds at least, like that we were kind of here to stay. Yeah. You know? yeah. Because not a lot of crews hit 10 years successfully. Because mm. sometimes you can be a crew and just like be a crew. But like, <laughs> you're like, oh, we hit 10 years, you know? But like actually dedicating and staying active and like actively hitting 10 years, that's a big accomplishment. So that's cool. Shout out to you guys. That's crazy. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so on that note, now that I mentioned like not a lot of crews stick around for a long time, uh, in 2019, we're not seeing too many new crews pop up. And adding on to that point, too many crews that are for real. Because like some people just team up for the sake of winning a jam. And we've seen that. We know exactly who we're talking about when we say that. And, and it's no shade because... We're all trying to win. Like at the end of the day, like nobody's just trying to enter to lose. So mm -hmm. if you're a super team, like that's what your purpose is. But some people will stick around to battle, to vibe out and to stay as a family, you know? Um, so for you guys, what do you feel has made you guys stick together? Like what are the values that translate to the floor when you guys are thinking of Funk Force Raw? Mm. That's a good question. You want to answer it? Um, well, I mean, for us, the, the word crew is synonymous with the uh, family, that's you like, know? And um, at our core, we're a family, so we always have each other's backs, you know, um, and I think that uh, that translates to our dance. Um, I don't know. I think what we what we value the most is uh, brotherhood and loyalty. And for me personally, and I know for many of our crew members, we we value crew success over individual success. Um, so, um, you know, what's a what's a win if it's not with someone like that that you you've grown with that you that you've like they sweated with that like you have those long nights with so um it, it's a lot more meaningful to us you know um i'd rather lose with these guys than win with with um with randoms you know so that's a sound bite right there that was good <laughs> all right i'm gonna I'm add to that a yeah. little bit okay um so as far as like our values i would definitely say i don't know if you, you guys would agree like I would definitely say that we have a little bit more of a traditional mindset, and that's becoming more rare nowadays, yeah, I would say. 100%. Um, and when I say traditional mindset, for example, um, we, don't, we don't really like to enter like with other crews or anything like that. We like to enter with our own. Um, what else? We don't enter the same jams. Oh, we judge. Yeah. yeah, we don't enter the same jams that we judge. So every, anytime there's someone on a judging panel, um, like we just had Alan uh, judge. Yeah, at, judge my jam. Coast, coast to coast. coast. Yeah. So yeah, that uh, and Josh was there, so he didn't uh, he didn't enter anything like that. That's good. Um, so that's something that we really value, and um, we noticed not a lot of people um, were have been doing that. That's true. It's very true. So and I then mean, there's controversy when something correct. goes the wrong way. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and just like the little things as well, we each have our own like crew sweaters. So we have a set of crew sweaters. And each of us has, um, so every couple years we have a new set of sweaters and each person has their own sweater. Like even down to the little things where like we don't let our um, uh, girlfriends wear our sweaters or <laughs> like cousins or <laughs> stuff, stuff like that. <laughs> uh, I mean, we say that, but I mean. We've grilled people for that. Yeah, we've grilled yeah, yeah. people for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, know who, you, you know who we're talking about. Yeah. Um, you're watching this podcast right now or listening to it rather. Yeah. Um, Maybe. May both, maybe. We, we also don't, like, for example, like, our, our crew sweaters, we don't like to um, leave them on the floor whenever we train. That's we, tight. It's, it's either we fold it up and put it in our bag or we hang it. It's almost like um, it's almost like it's sacred to us. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's almost like disrespect if we just leave our, like, a crew, um, our crew name on the floor or whatever, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That's a deep level of respect for the, the idea of a crew, like the concept of a crew. And that's, like you said, not a lot of people do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Actually, now that you mentioned all that, I can't really think of any crew that actively does that. Like, just coming out from, uh, from where I've been and, like, my crew experiences, I can tell you for a fact that that's super rare. Maybe I could count them on one hand. So that's, that's really crazy, and that's special. You guys have something really special here. Mm. And, uh, and when Leo said, like, 
he would rather lose with you guys than win with anybody else. Like that is some that's some deep shit. Like like honestly, because some people, and I'll even like flame myself for that. Like I'll battle with anybody that I feel like will be good competition for the day, mm. and. That's also because I don't have like a solid active crew, but that, that's something else, you know? So it's really cool to see you guys stick to your values. And even as far as actively getting like crew sweaters every couple years, like that is an idea that died out in like 2011. Not a lot of people still have their own crew gear. Like I, even I try to do that and I'm the only one that has my own crew gear. So, you know, that, that dies out really fast. So it's really cool and much respect to you guys, really, honestly. Yeah, yeah and we're man. still rocking the old English letters, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Keeping the OG. Yeah, you know? That's a real 1999 concept right there. Oh, yeah. I dig it. Um, and you two Authentic. are relatives, right? Yeah, we're, we're brothers, actually. Yeah, that, which is crazy because yeah. um, coming up with someone that's related to you is like, special enough, but staying together this long, like that's, that's extra special. Mm -hmm. So how does that dynamic work between you guys? Because uh, I, I also came up with the relative, but I know there was always friendly competition. And it's always like, oh, like you got this? All right, I'm going to get this. Or like when we go rounds, going to see who can like last longer. So for you guys, since you've had like such a long history, what is that dynamic like between you guys, especially being part of the same crew? Hmm. You want to go into it? You, go, you can go. Okay, all right. So um, actually, we have two sets of brothers and two cousins in the crew. So it's like, it's really a family affair. Yeah, it's, for it's real. Like, so the guy that I um, started the crew with, B-Boy, uh, Doc Rock the Beat, um, he has a brother, and the original four people in the crew were me, my brother, him, and his brother. So it was a real, real family affair. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and then we, uh, later on, we ended up picking up two of their cousins. So uh, heavy, uh, Ken Ben, which is B-Boy Heavy Bass, um, a lot of the older people will probably remember him from back in the day. He doesn't, he doesn't dance anymore. Okay. And then uh, uh, Riot. So he's, uh, he, he danced for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the crew. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. just a crew. I mean, okay, I'm going to go on the record to say, though, that uh -oh. we... Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Let's, let's, let's uh -oh. not talk. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say anything bad. I was going to say anything bad. Okay, I want to go on the record to say, like, uh, we still do um, hang out with our OGs. Like, they're cool. very as much as part of the crew. Um, as our active squad. So we mm. all go to birthdays together. Mm. We all go to um, graduations, family parties. And we also have um, two annual events that we schedule each year. So Leo actually schedules a big bear trip every year. It's like a ski snowboard trip. That's the tight. whole group goes on. And we have like our, our girlfriends that go on that and any like close friends that go. And then, um, <laughs> what is it? What is it? Said if, if you, you have, have them. them, if you have them. <laughs> <laughs> and the second one is, um, is the crew camping trip? So we have a camping trip. That's that's that one's boys only, and that's the one that Terry actually pens. Boys, <laughs> boys, only. boys Saturday only. Saturday is for the boys. Yeah, boys only. There are zero girls in our <laughs> crew. No girls. <laughs> Y'all are bonding under the stars. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Like I said, that's that's really crazy. I didn't know all this like came into the part of Funk Force Raw. Mm. You guys have so much that's going on here, and I think this will be good for crews to listen to and be like, mm. yo. Like maybe we can put some of that stuff into our crew because mm. that's family fair. That's like doing annual events. Some people don't hang out outside of competitions, mm. outside of jams, outside of like eating after a jam. You know what I mean? Like mm. that's crazy. I, I really respect you guys for that. That's nuts. I like to add to that. Uh, when I was being recruited by the crew, they made it a really point to uh, get to know the OGs. So even before, like, like I didn't know any of the OGs, but I would go to their birthday parties and stuff like that to make sure that like. You know, you're not just adding like someone random, and right, then they right. don't. They, that part of the crew is for, forgotten. You know? Right. So history is really big with us. That's cool. Mm -hmm. This is this is a good question. How do you decide who to recruit? Ooh, that's a very good question. You want to hear? I don't know. <laughs> What's the criteria here? We're. Uh, are you asking? Why are you, why are you asking? <laughs> I just want to send my application. Why are you asking? <laughs> Uh, I mainly ask because uh, you guys have some really good talent, and um, it's not just because, from what I'm from what I'm gathering, I feel like it's not just because they're talented. Mm. So, like, what do you guys deem as like the criteria for being part of the crew? You want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, um, you guys can fill in because um, we have we actually have to, like it's it's pretty specific like what we're looking for. Their name has to have an A. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, first off. Uh, they got a vibe with us, obviously, right? right? So even before they join the crew, there's someone that we could see being in the crew already, okay. right? And um, we don't, uh, we, obviously we do like 
uh, people who are talented in competition and in b-boying or whatever, right? But if you actually look at the people we've um, recruited, they're like very like multi-talented and Ooh. they give back to the community. That's, That's very important for us. Um, like Josh and Jarrell were teaching um, uh, for a while and then we we also, uh, and Josh actually is, is um, one of the leaders who's planning um, Funk Fest Volume 3 right now. Ooh. And Come through. Yeah, come through. Okay, all right, all right. We'll talk, we'll we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. No spoilers. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, giving back to the community is, um, is, is really big for us, whether it be throwing jams, teaching, even going to support the jams, even if we're not entering, that's really big for us. A lot of people don't do that. Yeah, and, and just to cipher and just to connect and uh, just to, like, hang out, you know? Um, that's like really, really important uh, for us. So uh, we, we like to recruit people who do just that. They're not only multi-talented, um, like even like um, B-Boy Rain, like he threw a bunch of jams back in the day and his- um, Only the illest. Yep, yep. Dude, I actually texted that fool today asking what his jam name was, but he, 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 he <laughs> <laughs> Ryan in answering texts to name a more iconic duo. Yeah, dude. For real. Um, but he's into photography yeah, right now, so he does great. a lot of the crew photography That's as cool. well. So people who are multi-talented and give back to the community is, is really important to us, not just people who are talented on the floor, you know? Yeah. Just being a multifaceted person That's in good. general. Yeah, and usually um, we, we, we always have our ear to the ground, you know, we're always like, uh, I think one of the reasons why we're able to stay relevant is because, you know, we're constantly looking for, for people that vibe with us, you know. We all, we're, we're always looking to, to grow the crew, you know, and uh, and have people that can contribute to us. Taking notes, taking notes. And then, uh, contrary to belief, you don't have to be Asian to join our crew. Uh, you don't have to be Filipino either, so. Uh, clearly. You, you, clearly. Just, just clearly. saying. Yeah. We have, uh, we have two non-Filipinos. <laughs> so, Record. Yeah. One Diversity. Well, yeah, one we're, we're, right we're diversifying. You know, that's cool. We're, that's we're evolving cool. <laughs> with the scene. Um, and even then, some people could even say that you guys could be as strong as a super crew because you have a lot of talent. So it's really cool that you guys have like, you guys aren't just taking anybody. Like, yeah, it's really cool. That's honestly much respect to you guys. I've said this, I think, four times already, but I'm going to reiterate. That's a lot of respect right there. Um, Thanks, <clears throat> going into something maybe a little spicy. Uh-huh. I think every crew has drama. Um, and I've heard it from other people. I've had you know, drama of my own with the experiences that I've had. So I think everyone goes through it. Um, sometimes it's like lack of motivation, uh, scheduling issues, uh, lack of interest in breaking, or just simply like someone wanting to switch crews and like leaving in a, in a negative way. So with you guys, and feel free to be as specific or as general broad as you want to be, but what has that experience and that idea been like with you guys? The idea of drama, and how do you guys deal with it? Because you guys have obviously prospered. Go? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, well, we don't like to air our shit out. That's Good. like the number one thing. Like everything's internal. Like we don't, if we got beef or we got drama, we don't go and talk to other people about it or complain. Like it's always within the crew. So that's one big thing that has really resonated with us. I don't know where we got that from. Maybe it's a more uh, common sense. Common sense. Being a decent human. Yeah. 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 And um, second of all, it's not that serious, you know? Right, it's right. never that serious, you know? Mm. Like, um, a lot of things can be, like, solved with conflict resolution, right? Like, I would say that's one of our strong points. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also... Um, Having, having, not having a, I would say, okay, I'm not gonna. <laughs> well, I okay, don't know. I not, feel like. Oh, go ahead. Okay, uh, sometimes not having a, a leader, we talked about this before, but not having a leader um, kind of makes it hard to, to um, put direction or have executive decisions come into play. I know a lot of crews don't have a leader or reluctant to have a leadership role. Right. Maybe that person who's the best person or the person who is the most seen um, doesn't want to take that role, but. Like, if you want a successful organization, a successful business, a successful household, like family, like you need a leader, you know? That's true, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, that's something that's also important to us, yeah. I think thinking bouncing off like what, like for a leader and stuff, like 
also we respect the leader you know we don't talk shit behind the back oh they're just an idiot like maybe <laughs> you know what I mean like, like what, what a loser <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and then we like bring it up like you just gotta be like very open you know right yeah yeah if you have shit you gotta say it to their face open yeah. communication yeah, yeah. Right. which we, we have no problem doing yeah like way. I remember like on our Boston trip like um at Floor Lords like I remember I like yelled at Leo in front of everyone like on the plane and like do you remember that no and I was, <laughs> no yeah <laughs> this is you call them what? <laughs> smelly. <laughs> you smelly boy. I don't know. We were we were going at it on the plane and like in front of everybody. Okay, okay, this is a bad example because like we don't really like to air our shit out, but like, like yeah, like we definitely like if we got a problem with with someone, like we're definitely gonna say it to your face and I think a lot of crews um, that's something lacking in a lot of crews. Like a lot of crews like to go are very passive aggressive. That's true. Yeah. Or they talk shit behind each other's. Or back. just don't say anything at all. Yeah, right. and yeah. hold it, it in. Builds a growing resentment. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, and usually if if we see that quality when we're recruiting you, you probably won't be recruited anyway. Yeah. Because you know, like uh, we want people that are conducive to you know like uh to training to to growing you know and it if 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 you're like that and or if you have those reservations then you know uh we probably wouldn't be looking at you anyway. Right. Yeah, and we've, like, dropped people, like, halfway, like, Ooh. literally, like, mm-hmm. who have been, like, trying out or getting to know us because we've seen those qualities and we're just like, ah, oh, no, nah, like, like we, it's not we, gonna work yeah it's very sacred to us. Like, mm-hmm. we don't want, like, a cancer in, in the group, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. There have been times where we've been practicing here and then literally people will be like, yo, what do you think of this move? And people will be like, that shit's whack. And people will just say it straight up. So that's kind of, like, but well, yeah, we we like have that kind of respect or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll we'll laugh about it, and then but yeah, we're really transparent with each other, and I think that uh, a lot of the things that all the sex that we have is just because of that, just being transparent. Like for example, uh, when it comes to like not making time, I think that's just an excuse because dude, us four, our our weekly practices are on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, and there's like a four person confirmation system. Oh. You know, like literally, like Terry will will train down from his work to Irvine. Uh, I'll pick him up, get the carpool lane, drive all my ass all the way here to Cerritos during rush hour, you know, and then practice with these guys. And this guy will drive from Pasadena to like meet here, so we can session once a week, and we make that a point. You it's know? like an hour drive, yeah. an hour or more drive for these guys. And we make we make time. That's like a thing. So I know a lot of crews that like nowadays they'll be like, oh, like. Oh, I don't want a session with like this guy because oh, it's forty minutes oh, right, to drive. Right. You know, it's I'll just true, yeah. I'll just practice at twenty four in my garage. You know, it's it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We definitely see a, an importance of uh, you know training together. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely see the value of having a crew and um, and, and meeting up. So. Even with our SD guys, we actually go down quite a bit, maybe like every other month just mm-hmm. to train. Or even if it's not dance-related, we'll go uh, grab a couple beers or go mm-hmm. eat with them, um, even the San Diego guys. Yeah. Like, or like their sister's birthdays or like literally any excuse we can get to get down there. Yeah. That's cool. That's really yeah. cool. Thanks for specifying that you went to the carpool lane. <laughs> dude, that's right, dude. Edit that out. <laughs> that's responsible driving that's right, right there. I like dude. it. Um, that's cool. So when you guys practice here, is it exclusive to Funk Force Raw? No. No, not necessarily. Um, we like to keep it intimate. Like, we don't normally invite more than a couple people at a time. But if someone's, like, constantly hitting us up, like, we're open to having them come out and yeah. train with us, mm-hmm. see what we're about. Like, that's that's how we recruited some of uh, our, our recent recruits because they made the effort to come out mm-hmm. and – and uh, vibe with us, and we're like, oh, this this person is really showing an effort, and you know, like we like what they bring to the table. Okay, like we're gonna, you know, what I'm saying, like cool. so it's not exclusive, right? Yeah. So, we talked about this when I got here, it's entirely off the podcast, but talk about the history of the spot because you mentioned a very iconic name here, and uh, I think this is really cool because there's history here, and it just continues to build. So, tell tell me about the spot because we're in a garage right now. You know, you, you can see it on camera, but we're in a garage. And it's pretty hip-hop. I don't know. There's couches here. There's some really big trophies in the back. There's a cool floor. So let me know. These aren't ours. <laughs> hey, don't t- don't yeah. tell them that. Okay, they don't need to know. <laughs> okay, so um, this this spot is actually the Suicide King's old um, dojo. So mm. back when they were a little more active, um, they uh, practiced here pretty religiously. Here in Quest Crew. Ooh, yeah. Quest Crew. That's so uh, we pretty much inherited like that... Uh, this spot from them because I'm actually um, one of the Suicide King members uh, roommates uh, Phil 
uh, Phil V. I don't know. Have yeah. you met him before? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they're not as active anymore. We still they still practice with us at Sundays, or sometimes they practice here, like before us, like mm-hmm. on Sundays or something. But um, yeah, this is pretty much their dojo, and we're pretty much paying homage to them when we whenever we dance. Like they're a crew that really like came before us, and like we treat with respect as well, you know. That's tight, and and like there's a lot of history here, and obviously it just continues to build successful crew after successful crew. Maybe I should just bring my crew here, and we should just practice. <laughs> That's the spot, obviously. Hey, hey, hey you make the trip out, bro. Hey, like, hey, make, make it out, make it out, bro, yeah. and, and and you can practice with us. Mm. All right, so that that's really cool. Let's let's shift gears real quick. We talked a lot as a crew, and we gave answers as a crew, but let's move on to individuals, just so we can get everybody's individual profile. Um, so we'll start with Nate. <coughs> check check. <laughs> All right. Uh, All so right. we've done that already. Uh, so. Re- <laughs> Hey, so quick, when, did, when did you start, individually speaking, as a, as a b-boy? Boy. <laughs> so, Boy. I, I, can't, I can't hear it. Okay, okay. Say it again, say it again. Say it again. Uh, so when did you start breaking, individually, yourself? Oh, okay. So I, I started breaking about two years before the crew um, became official. So okay. I've been dancing for about 14 years. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, was that the question? Yeah. <laughs> 14 okay. years is a pretty long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, what are your inspirations from breaking? And it could be people or it could be ideas, concepts. I don't know. That's entirely up to you. Oh, okay. What um, inspires you? So a lot of the old crews um, that came before us inspire me personally. Um, I like to say crew because that's what I like to represent um, as opposed to like an individual specific b-boy. Mm-hmm. Um, crews like Havikoro, Style Elements, um, Battle Monkeys. Uh, yeah, these crews that, Suicide Kings. A lot of the crews also that we uh, came up with also like uh, Squishy Doshes. BGSK. BGSK. Like these guys, these guys were crew crews, you know, the yeah. crews of the crews. So like, crews of the crews. these are the people that we that, that I personally like looked up to um, yeah and uh, you traveled to Europe oh a couple years ago a yeah a couple years ago yeah so how Man, was that you like did your research <laughs> <laughs> I have to, to for this podcast you know what I'm saying so um so how was that like and, and what was your experience out there and how did that affect who you are now as a b-boy oh okay so that was something that was always on my bucket list mm. um to go to catch the flavor tight that's a good event yeah um, you're wearing the shirt right now i'm wearing the shirt right now yeah. just a little, little flex you know flex. <laughs> yeah um clout but <laughs> yeah jason <laughs> Um, and it just so happened that they paired those events with, um, or paired that camp with uh, events around it, so IBE and Outbreak Europe. So I was fortunate enough to go out to those events as well. Those are iconic events. Like as a b-boy, you kind of have to make that journey if you want to be like crazy about exactly. it. Exactly. And, and what I like about it over there, it's like a hip-hop festival. It's right. not just a jam, you know? Like you have all four elements going at it at once. It's like a big-ass melting pot. Didn't and that go down recently? I yeah, think. yeah. Um, there was like one that yesterday. Up, or really? I, I, yeah, it was. Oh yeah, man, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So Great it's it's definitely something that I would recommend um, to put on your bucket list, um, especially catch the flavor. Because a lot of times when people like are at jams or at practice, uh, uh, in our area at least, um, there's like this surface level like conversation that goes on because people are trying to do what they do they're trying to win in the competition right portray a certain image you know but at the catch the flavor camp um you're sitting down literally at the lunch tables having lunch and training with like the world's best b-boys um who who get flown out there to be teachers and you're literally just having a conversation with them and everyone's super nice it's not an aggressive atmosphere right um and it's something that i would definitely uh recommend yeah that's that's hip-hop right there that's cool um, and then finally, last question. I'm going to ask everybody these questions, oh, by the way, so you can already start thinking. I didn't go to Europe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and individually, what has your most notable, maybe your favorite moment as a b-boy? It, it doesn't have to be an accomplishment necessarily, but maybe a jam that you won, maybe a judging call-out that you won. I don't know. Ooh. Judging call-out that you won. <laughs> that I won? Think about that. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if it happened. No, sure. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, did it happen? I'm actually gonna go back to what we were talking about in our in our conversation just now. Catch the flavor camp, and okay. I feel like that really um, molded me um, and put me in a different direction. Uh, just because it was an atmosphere that really allowed me to uh, to grow individually. Because mm-hmm. like yeah, like we grow as a crew, but uh, sometimes 
you know, you need to find your own path and you need to accomplish your own goals. And those are goals right. that um, I set for myself. That's good. And um, yeah. yeah, that's good. That's a good moment. So I'll leave it up to you who you want to pass it to. Um, pass it to Team on the Don. Team on the Don. What's the question? All right. So I got you. I got you. So how long have you been breaking? I've been breaking since 2008. So eleven wow. years, yeah. Wow, yeah. I think all of us are double digits, aren't we? Uh, two thousand nine, so that's ten. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. So double yeah. digits, yeah. yeah. We've been out for a while. Math. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm old, man. <laughs> um, so, what would you say inspires you as a b boy? You could say crew, you can say individual, you can say idea. That's entirely up to you. Um, I feel like it's always been about the motion and like the personality when it comes to breaking, and, like especially like my idols, like Havacoro. And then a lot of the times, a lot of the people from the West Coast, like Circus Runaways, Nobles Cali, yes. you know, Circus like Nobles Cali used to wear mascara. That shit was hard. <laughs> Everyone's hating on that shit, dude. That shit's hard. They went into war, you know. Yeah. Like they were tight. really about it. You know, they really focused like that character. And I think every time I hit the dance floor, I try to envision like a character in myself. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so maybe I have my facts wrong, but maybe I don't. Were you part of the coalition at one point? Nope. 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 <laughs> no. I wish so, I were was. you always Funk Force? <laughs> yeah. That's, that was me. That, that was it. That was me. So yeah, when we, did you we, get put into the crew? We, uh, long time ago. Long, long time, time ago. ago. 2010, right? Yeah. 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 Nine years ago. Right before I graduated from high school. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. So this is this is gonna be a question exclusively for you because I I've watched you for a very long time. Yeah. Um, your style is really like crazy to me because you're very original. I think, uh, like, I can, if you were dancing in shadows, I can tell that it's you yeah. because of what you do. So, from your style perspective, what influences that? And how would you describe your own style? How do I describe my own style? Um, let's see. I don't know. I feel like I've Wild always. Man. Huh? Wild man. I, yeah, I mean, I feel like. I think one na a name that I come out with other than T-Mon is like the terrifying monster, right? Terry Mon, the terrifying mm. monster. That's tight. Kinda like, I came up with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing like this character. I'm like this, like, this, like this dude that just came out the cage, you know? Like, Which is good because go. you come out really aggressive. Yeah, And yeah. you like, you make it a point to show that you yeah. are confident about what you're doing. Yeah. And you like, essentially you're challenging someone like, this is my stuff. Mm -hmm. Show me what you got. And, yeah. and that, that's always something I've expected about you ever since Thank Battle you. at the Bull days. Yeah. Because yeah. you came out to those too. Yeah. Well, that was oh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Hell and yeah. I hit my face and shit. <laughs> yeah. Was like did a, you did a burpee in a round. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. That was, oh, dude. It's like when you're in that like spotlight, right? Like everyone's looking at you, you just don't, don't know what's going to come out, you know? Everyone deals yeah. with it differently. So yeah. it's yeah. crazy that you can go out and be confident about what you're doing and it looks dope. Yeah. Because some people can be confident about something that's not dope entirely and everyone's like, what was that? Uh, so that was crazy. Uh, and then yeah. finally, notable accomplishments or notable moments as a b-boy. Notable accomplishments. I mean, I feel like like as we get older just being able to rip it like on the floor and just to be healthy and stuff like that's already that's blessing a big in one. size that's yeah a big one. we're only getting Very older you know and still to still have a style that i have and still be like relevant because i feel like a lot of people they have like more of a super dynamic style but then they get frustrated because they can't keep up with their age right so i feel like yeah. even though i'm getting older my style is still able to transform with my age as well like right. i can still get better with my style mm. your style is timeless yeah it's crazy yeah and then i would say moments it was way back. Do you remember? Um, what was that Squishy Docious? It was like a three top three time tiebreaker. Oh <laughs> was yeah! So dumb. It was a three time tiebreaker. He tiebreaked. He tiebreaked, and then it was us versus Squishy Docious, and then I battled. Uh, Allow me for the tiebreaker. Right? Oh, and then you, and then you <laughs> yeah, won the yeah, round, right? right? Oh yeah! Yeah! yeah. yeah. What jam was that? Whammy. Yeah. Shout out to three time tiebreakers. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what jam was that? It was when um, it was when Squishy had the lab. Do you remember that? I forget. It was a long, it was long way time back ago. in the yeah, day. Yeah. Yeah. Like Shout out to Green. Ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Green had that, that studio, like yeah. that huge ass like gymnastics and like break in place. Yeah, out in Colton, I think. Oh, Colton Riverside. Three time tiebreaker, dude. Yeah, dude, yeah. you ripped it, bro. <laughs> I, like, I vaguely okay. remember that. Yeah, like, I, I wasn't there, but I, I used to watch footage. Really yeah, yeah. Back yeah. In the day, so yeah, somehow we had oh, yeah, three time tiebreaker. That's what I remember, and that was what. That's tight. Yeah, ten years ago. Ten. I would say maybe, yeah, right. Really? 2011? Oh, shit. You had just gotten in the crew at the time. You had just gotten in the crew, yeah. That's making a statement after yeah. just getting into yeah. the crew and just winning that triple tiebreaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. All right, let's pass it on.
The whole point was to go before the podcast. Sorry, my bad. Should we like cut this part out? No, no, no. no. Right. All right. Oh. All right, let's do it. You're here. Right. You're here. So, Nate, everyone's here except Leo. All right. All right. <clears throat> so real quick, when did you start breaking? Uh, I started breaking February 2009. So back when I was a freshman in high school. Yeah. Dang, you started, I think, 10 months before I did. Dang. I started in December 2009. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and then for you, what would you say? Well, first of all, I want you to explain your b-boy name, b-boy compound. <laughs> so actually, it wasn't my first b-boy name. My first b-boy name was <laughs> Fon Sirius. <laughs> <laughs> And the reason why I was called Fun Serious was because when I first started learning breaking, um, I didn't actually, I, I started breaking because all of my friends did it, right? So I kind of just took what they gave me. So I, I just knew b-boying to be like an aggressive dance. So I thought that was just the way to be. So I would right. just be like, oh, I'll just be really aggressive for no reason. And like, so people would call me like Fun Serious. But then like looking back, I thought that was just silly. So like... Uh, so I came up, or I didn't came up with it. But, uh, Steven from uh, Coalition, he came up with B-Boy Compound. It was kind of like a joke, but I was like, it's kind of dope. I'm running with it. So one, I'm a chemist. That's what I do full time. And second, um, if you look at the definition of a compound, it's like a mixture of two elements. So I kind of apply that to my style. I think like combining two elements changes the, c combining the two elements makes a, a compound that has different chemical behaviors all together. It's completely different from the two. So it's like the same thing. I'll try and combine two kinds of things together, and then I'll try to make something new from that. That's tight. Mm -hmm. That's really like looking into your life and finding meaning to your breaking name. A lot of people don't do that. I'm El Prod. That's literally my name, like literally. So it's crazy that you have something dope that relates to your life that you can find meaning behind. That, those are the three checklists right there, and then you got it all. Um, so for you, I, you and I have gone back for a while because I invited you out to Battle of the Bull as a footwork invite. Thanks for that, by the way. Hey, no yeah. problem, no problem. And still up to this day, like, I think you're one of the doper footwork guys in hey, the scene. Hey, thanks, dude. So uh, how did you decide to commit to footwork out of all things? Because a lot of b-boys might see that as the most boring part of breaking. Yeah. And also, how do you continue to stay uh, up to date, I guess, with the mm. footwork patterns? Because everything is always evolving people literally debate what footwork is these mm -hmm. days so that's all on you so the reason why i stuck with footwork is because uh back in the day i, I started coming up with the time where like, people thought foundation you just beat anything like a six step could beat an air flare for some reason <laughs> yeah so like um, <laughs> so there was a guy uh in my school and he was dancing longer than all of us and he was like the the best b-boy at our school and then like I remember like all of us wanted to learn like the windmills and stuff like that, but he's like, "Oh, y'all are whack. Y'all are break dancers, not b boys, because y'all don't know footwork." And I was like, "All right." So I mean, I didn't, I didn't have like a, I didn't have like a point of reference. So I was like, "Oh, well, he's the best b boy here, so I guess he's right." I was wrong, but so I, I stuck with footwork, and it was just kind of it, it clicked with me because I started doing track, and so like footwork came naturally to me. So um, how do I stay up to date with patterns? If you actually watch my footwork, I don't really do that many techs they're more angles and movements because I that, yeah. uh i don't for someone like uh for example mm, like focus like he's a very like, he has a very tech based style he has yes. a very pattern based style uh i've tried like i have some text but my brain just doesn't work that way it, yeah it just yeah. it's more about like terry said the movement and um i think that helps me not get caught because I when I practice text I get caught on myself all the time or I feel like it's too robotic or right, right. or like I'm 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 too doing the what I call like checklist breaking. Like oh I'm doing this tech to this right. tech to this tech. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just doesn't work with me. I get that. Yeah. So I figured having a style like this is more uh fits more with my mental and uh, just a better over around like forcing not forcing myself to be in a cookie cutter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's tight. So as a B boy, what inspires you? Um kind of tough it's more it's more personal things it's i feel like um i feel like as corny as it is is to say i feel like i can just be truly me yeah. when i break and i don't have like any expectations of myself uh so i feel like allowing myself to be in a space where i can create is what inspires me um but there's definitely b-boys that i've looked up to uh 
one of the first viewers I ever looked up to, shouts out to B-Boy Bunny. Uh, uh, I grew up at the time where uh, Miles of Styles and Stylistic Kings were like a thing. That was my favorite crew back in the day. Miles of Styles? No. So <laughs> I was all going to say, you picked the wrong one. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Hermes and all them. Mm. Uh, shout out. Shout out to Hermes. Shout out to Hermes. Shout out to Pokemon. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a lot, I like to look at a lot of crews. I like um, BGSK is definitely one of the crews I definitely looked at. Um, uh, Take Notice from Japan. I definitely like them a lot. Dead Stock more recently. Uh, but crews like that, that kind of just like embody like the essence of breaking. They don't have one guy that sticks out. It's more like them as a collective. It's very threatening. And I feel like I vibe with that a lot. And that would explain why you're in Funk Force. There it is. Yeah, there it is. But you. you for sure started out in the coalition. Yeah. Uh, so explain that transition and explain what the difference is between the crew environments. Um, coalition kind of started as like, I hate saying this, but it's like, like a battle crew. Kind of like we were, a lot of our squads were inactive at the time. So me and Steven started in one rhythm together. And that was like, that was my high school crew. And uh, Steven was like the last addition to it, and then we carried the name from there. But that's more, it, all of our members died out, so we made the coalition, which is with uh, Jason from Daft Funk, Michael No Good from uh, da, uh, wait, BE, sorry, <laughs> and uh, Thomas uh, from what was formerly known as Raw Rockers at the time. So, Stretchy Thomas? Stretchy Thomas, yeah. there it is. Um, so we kind of made that crew because all of our squads weren't battling at the time. Okay. So uh, the difference, I think, between uh, Coalition and Funk Force is that, well, one, it's, it's Coalition is different because we each have our own parties and we kind of like, we, we're friends and that's why we battle together. But right. I think being in Funk Force is a lot different because it's a lot more than just being friends that's and fair. stuff like that. Um, I mean, that's kind of like the bare bones of it. Uh, like, we don't have that kind of connection that I have with Funk Force, and that's okay. That's fine. I don't expect them to. That's just kind of like the the standard that we've set for ourselves. Right. Mm. But, I mean, with these guys, it's different. Like like I said, like I've, if I can drive on the 5 at 5 o'clock in Southern California, you know, for these guys, then it means something. Yeah. Uh, and that's cool because yeah. I don't think any crew should be the same as any other crew. Mm -hmm. like, everything should always be different because there's different people. It exactly. creates different environments. It's unrealistic to hold them all to the same standard. Right, right. Yeah. And then finally, uh, your notable moments, accomplishments. I can think of a good one, but I, w I want you to say <laughs> it. I want you to say it. Uh, Better say I'm, it. I'm not going to stop. Better say it. Stop. Say it. <sighs> okay. Uh, just passed recently at the Style Elements Footwork uh, battle, that which was... Stop. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, I took the dub, which was mentioned a lot to me, actually, because I don't know. I, I don't really go into the mindset of things like to win, you know, like, I mean, I obviously winning is cool, but like, <laughs> but like, I kind of just did it because, like, you know, I, dude, we just got off the plane and then Nate was going to be there. Was like, okay, we'll just link up with Nate and then like I'll enter the gym, whatever. And I won. But my most, that wasn't actually my favorite moment. My favorite moment is when I entered with these guys had underground flow. This is actually before I got into the crew. Uh, <laughs> it was it was just like kind of like the first time where I felt like um, like this is like how like a real crew should be, and like kind of from then on, it kind of shaped the way I thought about like being a crew and so on and so forth. So those are really good notable moments. Yeah. I mean, Stat Elements is a big name, and then winning the footwork competition yeah. there. Stop like it! Stop <laughs> it! You should keep polishing that because that's a, that's a good dub right there. And then it, it's good to hear that uh, you felt really good about your initiation period, I guess, mm -hmm. with, uh, with Funk Force Rock. Mm -hmm. And then uh, let's move it on to the last man here, Leo Bot. What'd he do? So, <laughs> so, so cringy. <laughs> What'd he do, baby? You watched that one. Uh, so when did you start breaking? Um, I think it was around 2006. Uh, <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> 2006, 2007. Yeah, right when I uh, entered high school. All right. And then real quick, how did you come up with the name Leobot? Um, I don't It was like a silly name. I just <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, I was like 14. I had a few other names that just like made no sense. I think one of them was like Rhythm Reaper. And, uh, <laughs> I was just a... Uh, I was just a kid, you know, but I think Funkaholic, yeah, that was another one. But um I I, st I stuck with Leobot. Um 
I don't know. I, I, to be honest, I just wanted to have my name within uh, within my like B boy name, you know, because I, I, I always introduce myself as uh, as Leo. I never introduce myself as Leo, but it always sounds a little corny to me. So um, yeah, and actually, after my first exhibition, you know, I was thinking about changing my name, but like I was already like on YouTube, so I was like, ah, whatever. Like screw it, I'll just stick with Leo Bot because people already know me by know me by that. So, I mean, I I feel you. I feel you on a deeper level. <laughs> yeah. I also, I mean, when I made my name, I was young. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's kind of how things go. But it, it's cool that you stuck to it and you like didn't turn out whack. So yeah, people put some respect. <laughs> Thanks, on God. Leo Bot. Thank, God. You. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so, what inspires you? And then um, I I really want you to think about this question because I think you're really dope. Okay. And, like, this is coming from an area where, like, sometimes I feel like if you put your moves on someone else, it wouldn't translate. Oh, because you mm. do a lot of like the leg breaker stuff. You do a lot of this stuff. Mm. Like, mm. these are all moves that I think when I look at it, I'm like, dang, that's really tight. Because I can't exactly. do that, but also I don't have that same D's, you know. So, uh, what inspires you, and how do you how do you get to where you are now? Damn. Why are you? <laughs> you asked me to think about it. I, I, had, uh, I had my my answer written. Oh, oh, I'm just no. kidding. No, um, no, like what I was gonna say, um, well. Um, my crew inspires me. You know, I know that that sounds hella cheesy, but um, it's hard to call someone an inspiration. You know, if I had to just name any random b boy or any really good b boy, just inspiration to mean means uh, you know, being successful in all aspects of your life. You know, if you're not thriving in in your work, if you're not thriving in your relationships, um, and you're not applying the principles that you apply to your dance, if you're not applying that to all aspects of life it's hard for me to call you an inspiration. You know, I, I look up to certain B-boys. Um, I, I appreciate their style. But um, these guys beside me, you know, um, they're the ones um, I look up to, you know. Like, they're working nine to fives. They're balancing um, their work, their careers with, with B-boying. We can still travel. So these guys are my inspirations. And um, I think our crew culture, um, kind of going off um, – you 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 talking about my moves and how they don't translate i think um our crew culture you know whenever we approach the dance we're always trying to find the most obscure moves you know we're always trying and i know that's you know even if it it looks like weird we're just trying to explore uh different movements you know and and if everyone in the crew is doing that um it it kind of uh it, it makes you want to do that too you know because I, I mean if you come to our practices we're doing like half the time, you know, we're coming up with some whack shit, yeah. but you know, like one out of 20 time, one out of 20 moves will look dope, that's you true. know? So I, I'm just following the crew culture. That's how we approach the dance. And, um, that's how I've came up with my entire style. Um, you know, that's, that's how we all do it. That's how I do it. Um, yeah. And then uh, a quick note. Um, this is just, you know, aside from the questions that we have thought of for the podcast, um, when I was coming up, I had, I had I came up with my cousin, and uh, we would always watch footage on YouTube, you know, all the battles that happened in L.A., et cetera, and I knew you two were siblings, and it was really crazy seeing, like, your chemistry, and, like, you guys come out with routines and stuff, and, like, I was, at some point, I wanted to be at that level, you know, because when you're young, it's very easily to be, it's easy to be impressionable, and um, it's crazy that you guys keep going, and uh, I really like the routine with the, which one? Oh, this thing, this thing. Oh, oh. this one? Yeah, and when you hit, you hit the bottle, you hit the bottle. The bottle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. That's crazy. So, like, big ups to you guys for continuously like showing that you two have like natural chemistry. Mm -hmm. and you get the live demonstration. The live <laughs> demonstration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, finally, notable moments, accomplishments. Um, notable moments. I mean, we've already stated it, but um, claim to fame. Uh, was it 2015? Yeah. Claim to fame 2015. I think that was the first time we kind of got recognition for uh for our style you know i think irvin uh who used to who used to, we used to irvin arana serving irvin who used to practice with he used to tell us for a long time people will not understand what you do you know true. so right. um I, I think just uh you know going years without really like that big w uh you know you 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 doubt yourself and I think it, it, when you finally get that win, when you finally get that recognition, it kind of, like, confirms everything. You know, you're like, okay, like, all right, I made, not like I made it, but, you know, like, 
you get validated exactly you know, yeah 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 i know yeah. i know i know like we're it's it's i don't superficial. yeah i know i don't want it to sound superficial but you know sometimes you kind of need that to kind of keep pushing you know yeah, no of course um and also I, I mentioned claim to fame i think one of the things i i realized um i think that was a very important f moment for me in my b-boy career just because um there was a uh, one aspect where uh, we had got to semifinals. I had run out of moves. <laughs> and That's right. Yeah, I ran out of moves. And I was like, damn, I don't have anything. I don't have, like, I ran out of combos. You know, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to freestyle it, you know? And I think um, I just tried to go off my character. I really just, I felt like I had my back up against the wall. You know, like we were in the finals. I had to show them something. And I think that's when I realized, you know, breaking is more is more than just combos and moves it's about um you know it's about your character it's about how you approach the dance it's about your musicality and um you know it took me uh it was 2015 i'd been breaking since i was what 2006 it took me what nine years to realize that you know but it, sometimes it's it's those moments when you have your back up against the wall for you and like just you know with nothing else you know but your crew behind you to, to realize those things um you know, I know, I know some people are fortunate to learn that, that, that lesson younger, uh, but sometimes you don't really get to, uh, to learn that lesson unless you experience it and, and you're pushed to that limit. That's tight. That was a good answer. Mm. Really good. Um, so let's, let's shift focus here because we got all the individual profiles. So let's talk about what we came here to talk about, the jam. Mm. So y'all have a jam coming up. That's right. So I don't know who's the most qualified here to talk about the details, but let's get into it. What's up? So first of all, what's the jam called? It's Funk Fest Volume 3, Ooh. meaning that there was two before it. I think I was at uh, one of them. Really? I think so. Were you at Volume 2? Or were you at the first one? First one was, uh, how long ago was that? It was 2005. No, I was not there. 2005. Sorry. 2012. Yeah. Really? 2012? Yeah. Oh, no, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. I didn't start traveling out of San Diego until 2013, so I was probably at the second one. But I, I think I was there as a spectator. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah. I think that's the one concrete one. Yes. Okay, so you were, you were there? Yeah. yeah. Dang. Um, so now this is the third one. Um, give us a date. Give us a release date here. So the date is going to be November 16th, 4 to 10 p.m. in Pomona, Agriscapes, the same venue that we had, uh, Don't Fake the Funk, and many other jams, like Squat Up. Squat Up, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so now give me details. Give me admission price. Who's judging? Who's spinning? Um, so the admission is going to be $15, and I know a lot of B-boys are going to be like, ah, more than 10? <laughs> uh, you know, but the experience that we're providing, you know, is it's very unique. I feel that um, we always make it a point to be very deliberate with everything, who we pick as judges, who's emceeing, where we have it. So the judges, we always make a point to, first thing, we want them to embody our same kind of philosophies crews that we've looked up to. So we got Mike the Cure, we got uh, Phoenix from Rocksteady, and then we got um, Squid from BGSK. So uh, we made it a point to kind of have vastly different styles uh, because our main goal for the jam is to kind of have it be welcoming to everybody. So we don't want you to be like, oh, like, I'm a I'm a, like a powerhead. I I can't go to this gym because blah 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 is judging or so like vice versa or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So we got a very very capable judges. Um, we're also implementing the arc system, which um, if you guys don't know, it's just basically an Excel spreadsheet where you, you got points. yeah you the top sixteen is decided based on scores and we did that because. Uh, there's times where we were coming up. We wish we had something like that. We had like a tangible proof about like, oh, how close were we to top 16, you know, or so on and so forth. So it's, we want to be very transparent to the new generation that's coming up. So like, oh, like I got a five from Squid, oh, why, you know? And then, so then when you go up to ask the judges, because there's many times where all of us have gone up to like a judge and be like, oh, like, why didn't I make it pass or why did I lose? And then be like, oh, honestly, bro, like, I forgot. Like, I don't, I've been watching like hundreds of rounds all day, you know? Right, yeah. So then they can like look it up and be like, oh, I gave you a five and then, Kind of connect the dots a little that bit. That makes sense. That's a good system. Mm -hmm. That's a good system. Um, we also have stance elements rolling through. Shouts out to Kai, and we got uh, all savvy TV. Shouts out to Dominic Holmes, right. good and uh, 
It's 3v3 for $500 cash prize. Mm -hmm. And we also got Destroy Toys Venom. We got Break NG coming through. And then we got JCBC Threads. Shouts out to JC and Beverly. And uh, we also got an exhibition. Which, which we're uh, announcing. So uh, our exhibition, we've after thinking about it really hard, we just decided, one exhibition? Just one. Okay. Just one exhibition. Five rounds? This is the first time we're announcing it, too. Yeah, the first time we're announcing it. That's five rounds. five rounds. So we got Kurtz from Stray Path. And if you guys don't know who that is, do your homework. Because that guy's coming up on the up and up. Uh, he's from Vancouver. Really dope, dynamic style. And to match him, we got Keon from Battleborn. Ooh. Yeah. Keon's on the cool Ooh. too. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. That dude was at the Red Bull LA Cypher, for those who don't know. So you can do some easy homework there. Yeah. And he's just been coming up. Like, yeah. yeah. There was that one jam where they battled Squadron, where I'm going to go ahead and say it. They beat him. But. Controversial. Good thing I wasn't judging that jam. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, th those two guys, I need to do my homework on the first one. But Keon, yeah. I can totally vouch for him. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. So we wanted to pick, like, like I said, everything that we pick is super deliberate. So we wanted to pick someone like really low key that maybe not like there's not a lot of exposure there, but also someone that's really hungry and that like can showcase their style in a five round exhibition. So oh, can I add? Go ahead. All right. So um, we're going to be implementing uh, these other rewards that we uh, did in our 10 year anniversary. And they're very unique to our jam and it's things that we value. So um if you were at our last jam, you know that we gave an award for best burn of the night right. and um, uh, crew chemistry. So the best crew chemistry. So we have like uh, we have the awards for those two categories. And we believe that's unique to our jam. And because those are the things that we value. Right. And we want to give a shout out to those that are doing it, you know, because those are things that don't get really highlighted. That's true. That often. Yeah, you like know. Burns. And burns are yeah. underrated. Burns uh, and crew chemistry especially. <laughs> uh, people could win battles with straight burns. Mm -hmm. You just have to do it the mm -hmm. right way. Yeah, so, that's very true. Oh, honestly, or, or overwhelming facts. crew chemistry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or, or, that's that's yeah. a big one because mm. – no, no, no. That's good. I, I love these. I love these awards. And then finally, real quick, who's going to be the MC? Me and uh, Jarrell. Uh, for those of you who don't know him, a.k.a. your boy. AKA J Money, AKA No Money, AKA Burns. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna hate me for saying that. That was an introduction. Yeah, what about the DJ? Did you say the DJ? Oh, the most important part, yeah. DJ Lean Rock, dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He did our he did our ten year anniversary. He did yeah. a great job. And I mean, I don't think he does any less than that, to be honest. Yeah. So shouts out to Lean and Squadron. That's oh, crazy. That's an event right there. Go for one it. One more thing. Also, it pays homage to the fact that we went out to mm -hmm. Floor Lords as our first jam that we traveled to, yeah. and that's and he's part of that crew. So when we went out to that out of state jam, we actually got a lot of good ideas of what a good jam looks like, um, especially the music. And we actually did this in our ten year anniversary. Um, where we implemented something to pay homage to that first jam that we went out um, to battle and 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 just go visit at the Florida's anniversary. Right. So they were doing this thing where they they would um, they ciphered uh, they would be in the cipher or we would have ciphers and then the MC would go around and be giving out shoes or cash prizes. He would just be like, oh, size eight Adidas, and then the two first people that would show up to the cypher would battle it out and they would get that prize that's too that's yeah so that's tight. something that we got from them and um we want to pay respects mm -hmm. to floor lords that's crazy you guys you guys are on top of it and right. these are things that people would not know if they didn't listen to the podcast exactly, exactly. all go. comes full circle all the details <laughs> here <clears throat> so we got the full lowdown on the gym mm -hmm. that's tight so this has been this has been a really good podcast. I think people are going to get a really good idea on you guys as a crew, but you guys as individuals as well. Um, so before we go, I do this on everybody that hops on the podcast. You guys can take turns. You guys could all just leave it to one person. But if you could give one piece of advice for someone that either wanted to remain a crew and be successful at it and, and keep a, a good culture within their crew, or someone that would want to be a successful b-boy and go into double digits lasting a long time, what would be one piece of advice that you would give them? You want to speak on it? Mm, okay. Uh, Leader Nate. Okay, let me think. What's something that I see in the scene a lot right now? Um, okay, so I, I really feel, so this is like going into like 
like who like wh- what I don't like and yeah no no it's probably on you what what I think would produce longevity right yeah I see a lot of um, b boys or a lot of individuals the way that I see it it's a lot of these b boys or individuals are trying to find success all on a one lane highway mm. right they're all cramming into this one like lane of success it's either playing the numbers game yeah yeah you you follow the udef circuit you follow the red bull circuit you um get some clout by getting some uh two second like time on b-boy network or right. stands. yeah and which is not a bad way i'm not i'm not knocking it right it's just one avenue right but, um being in it for as long as we have like we we know there's other ways to come up we know there's other ways to make an impact on the community right right like um doing a podcast or uh going into djing going to the other elements throwing jams teaching the youth you know these are other things that i don't want to say that you can come up on like because i feel like that's assuming everyone is trying to like make a big name for themselves i'm just saying like it's another way to make an impact in the scene and i feel like that's gonna um be a good factor in your longevity i i feel like um a lot of people are are uh, consumers we talk about this all the time mm-hmm. like the crew talks about yeah. this all the time a lot of people are consumers they want their photograph taken they want right. to enter the jam they want to win the money they want the, to make it to the top long... four posts on instagram yeah exactly. top four with my boys exactly yeah. right um but there's 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 other ways there's other mm-hmm. ways to come up, you know? There's yeah. other ways to make impact. And, yeah, I feel like longevity is more about not being a, a consumer. It's being a contributor. Mm-hmm. Maximizing yeah. your avenues. That's good. Right. So we respect you a lot. That's why we wanted to get get on the podcast because I noticed that, you know, it's, it's a lot of hard work to throw jams, dude. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt. We threw, like, the rodeo some time ago, and then that one, we cut hella corners. It was still tough, dude. Like, all of our judges were our homies. They were free. Our, our DJ was our homie. He was free. For some reason, it was really tough, you know. But being able to do both and being a multifaceted person, like we said, you know, I think that really comes – I think that will really play into your longevity. And, and that's true. I think everything that Nate said, I, I, I would give that same advice to anybody that's trying to come up and stay relevant for a very long time. Because if – I think the idea is just basically if your body were to give out, what else do you have to give to the mm-hmm. scene? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And true. And that's, that's where we're going to end here on the podcast. Um, no facts, no printer. <laughs> so real quick, to everybody listening, um, we had Funk Force Raw. We had Josh. We had Leo. We had Nate. We had Terry. And uh, we're going to get into some inquiry intermissions. Oh, boy. Here, we got some good questions. Did we? Oh, did we? we have questions? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these are All two questions? <laughs> <laughs> this is no prep um, for them. And you can tune in to the other segment that will go live. This is its own individual episode. This is episode 13. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the Break New Ground podcast. Thank you to Funk Force Raw for coming on. You guys are great. And uh, be Thanks sure to be at their us. event. Be sure to be at their event. Yeah. Remind me the date one more time. November 16th, 4 to 10 p.m., Pomona, Agritapes. $15 admission, but it'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. Worth All right. It. To everybody listening, keep breaking new ground. And uh, be sure to tune in to the Inquiry Ooh, Intermission. I like that. Keep breaking new ground. Ooh. All right, y'all. Peace.